0: Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today I wanted to talk to you. I want to talk to all of those parents out there. And even if you're not a parent, there still might be something that you get out of with this podcast today. But essentially, I just want all parents out there to know that you're doing a good job, that it's okay if you're struggling. The universe is with you and is supporting you and is behind you, and not to give up. You know, the one thing I know about parenting is it's one of the hardest jobs you'll ever fail at because we all fail from time to time. Parenting is like one big experiment of let's see how this goes (laughs) because what most of us do is we do what our parents did and the problem is that a lot of times the parenting methods that our parents use don't really fly with today's kids. There are a lot of things that we have to adjust and do differently in today's society Well, one of the things that I think is interesting is when you take your kids home from the hospital, at least I distinctly remember this. I remember that before we even went to the hospital, I had to take two different classes at the hospital. I had to take, it was I think called like a baby care class, and it was all about how do you change the diaper and how do you take the temperature on the milk, the formula, and all those kinds of things. Never once was there a class about how to get a screaming toddler to take medicine when they don't like the taste of it, or to take vitamins, because I can't tell you how many times my daughter spit her medicine and vitamins and everything else back up on me and her. And when they finally made clear medicine, I was like, thank you, somebody's a parent and understands this fight. I mean, it would get everywhere and stain instantly. I had to take a class on how to put a car seat in a car. But no one ever gives you a class on what to do when your child talks back to you or what to do when you've got two different toddlers crawling in two different directions and you've only got two hands and you can't get to both of them all of those kinds of things no one ever tells you about. No one ever told me that if my son wanted sweet potatoes and I kept giving him sweet potatoes that he would turn orange or yellow, but he did. They don't tell you these kinds of things in these classes that you take. It's amazing to me that when you buy a new car, they'll spend an hour telling you all of the features of the car and give you a thousand page instruction manual but you go home from the hospital with your babies and it's just like, okay, good luck to you. Be careful. You know, there's no, this is what you do when this happens. Even in those baby care classes, I don't think anybody ever told us or explained what to do when your son is screaming of a stomach ache and you're up all night wandering the halls because the only thing that calms him down is to walk with him and to bounce him and to pat his back because he had gas and he couldn't get rid of it. Nobody tells you that. You know, it's like you learn those things from, I had parents around who were like, this is what you have to do, but nobody tells you. You know, it's just kind of trial and error. I didn't know about the sweet potato thing until I went to the doctor and the doctor said, oh, does he like carrots and sweet potatoes? And I said, oh, yeah, he loves him. Yep, I can tell. Stop feeding him so much. He's turning orange. I'm like, oh. Okay, all right. But these are the kind of little nuances nobody tells you. And as a parent, you have to go through so many things to learn what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And the thing is, that you have guidelines, you can go read books about parenting and how to raise your child, but the truth is that there isn't one set of things that works for everybody. Every family is different, every set of needs are different, so I can tell you how to parent a child, but it's not 100% foolproof it's going to work with your child, because it. Some of you may know this feeling, but I definitely have a child who is super stubborn. And a lot of those parenting techniques just did not work with him. And certainly, all of the parenting techniques that I was raised with did not work with him. You couldn't tell him because I said so. I'm not sure that works with any child anyway, though. But you couldn't tell him just do it and not have a reason for why he had to do something. Like, he had to know the reason And because I said so and because I'm the parent is not things that work with him. And the truth is that a lot of you who are listening to this podcast are raising children who are part of the Rainbow Crew. They're kids who are coming in with abilities. They may be indigos or crystals. And I've done podcasts on those uh, types of children before. So if you don't know what that is, you can go back and listen to it, but you can also just do some research. There are different types of children who are coming into this world to help change the world. And what I'm finding is that raising these children is not as simple as, you know, oh, I I read a book and this tells me to do this and I do that and it works. It's not that simple. And it's not as simple as I do what my parents did. That doesn't work either. So it's difficult sometimes to try to find a happy medium, you know, what works for you and what you can do to keep the peace in the house too. Because in my family, it was not just about discipline, but my son would have just outbursts and... It took me a long time to figure out how to even communicate with him. The get-in-his-face-and-show-him-who's-boss thing does not work with him at all. It has a very adverse reflect, effect on him. You know, he, he does not respond well to that. He needs space. He needs time to think. And those were not things that I was given as when I was growing up. You know, my mom was just the very direct in your face this is you will do this because I said so if you don't do this you're gonna be in a world of hurt and that was kind of the parenting style she was raised with and I guess my personality type was just go with the flow so when she did that to me I just kind of either learned to ignore it and just do whatever just to get her to stop or you know deal with it, I guess, because there were times when I was growing up when I didn't understand the discipline style, and I didn't like it, and I didn't agree with it, but, you know, you didn't question your parents, and growing up now, raising children is so different because, you know, it wasn't just my son, like, saying I don't agree with this or whatever. It was having a literal reaction that he could not control. And it was so new to me, like, what is this going on? Like, what is happening? I've never seen anything like this in my life. And it was having to do the research and talk to counselors and just different people and say, "What? how do I get through to him? Because this is what's happening. And it's, first of all, scaring me because when he gets that way, I don't even know him. It's like he's not even the same person. And we found out, you know, through different things through trial and error you know he was going through depression and there were other issues you know with things on his dad's side and that's another difficult thing because i wasn't really with his dad long enough to know the history of the family there and to know like what kind of mental illness or anything goes on on that side of the family and i know on mine it's like there's nothing so I didn't know how to deal with that. And that's been, again, trial and error for me of just learning, okay, when he gets upset, when this happens, then I need to do this. I need to give him his space and then come back and then talk to him. And you can't talk down to him. That's another thing, too. And it's just so crazy just... But I'm telling you, if you don't do things like the right way, if you don't learn how to communicate in the way that he needs to be communicated with, it's a huge blow-up. And again, I, I don't even know how to explain what it's like, except that it's really scary because it's like he has no control over those emotions and what's happening. So I've had to learn how to parent him a little bit differently than you know he's very different from his sister and he's even having to talk to other people that he deals with like like you can't get in my face because I get upset and this, I feel like I'm trapped and this happens so he has to explain like to his friends even you know this is how I am and it's gotta be an incredibly difficult thing, because most people don't bother to, you know, find out, like, oh, well, what annoys you, or, you know, so that's gotta be a very difficult thing to have to live with, feeling that way for him. And any of you who've ever had to deal with a child who isn't like other children, where the standard you read the parenting books and this is what you do, that doesn't really apply. And I know like if you have a child with autism, I know that's difficult too because uh, growing up, you know, my sister's son, watching some of the things that would happen with him, like I remember him getting very upset one time because the cheese came off of his pizza and it it was like a texture thing and it was a it was things that you know like we just don't understand you know we don't have to deal with we don't even think about for most of us we don't even think about it but for those kids it's like it's their whole world and it's hard to understand it's really hard to understand what it's like for that child and what they're going through and I read something not too long ago on Facebook where someone said you know please have patience with children in public because sometimes they're not throwing tantrums because they're brats you know sometimes it is a sensory issue and I I get that because that's one of the things my son would talk about is he would say mom I It's hard for me to be in public places because it's overwhelming. He said it's absolutely overwhelming. And I I do believe that a big part of it for him is that I think that he's very sensitive to other people's energy. And I think he picks up on that. And he almost just wants to shut down because it's just too much for him. And that's a part of why he reacts the way he does. Especially if you get up in his space, that is really, really overwhelming for him. And I feel bad and it makes me sad that he goes through that because I know, I was talking about this on my live yesterday, that there are a lot of heavy energies going on right now and you may be feeling it, I know I have been. And I'm just feeling it, not being in an overwhelmingly crowded place, just at home sometimes feeling it. So if you feel that like magnified, that's what these children are sometimes going through. It's like they're feeling all of this negative energy in this world and trying to like transmute it and heal it and raise the vibration of the collective but can you imagine you know how you feel when you feel a little bit off or you feel a little yucky imagine that magnified by like a thousand times and that may not even be enough times that you need to magnify it by but that's what they're feeling they're going through all of these heavy energies and it it doesn't feel good and when they're in places where i don't know what i'm i want to say but in places where i don't know if i want to say like there's what i'm trying to get at is places like school for them they really don't like it Because, first of all, there's a lot of people. Um, And secondly, the energies in a place like that. I mean, can you imagine teenage energies? Oh my gosh, like going through every other day a hormonal change. It's really overwhelming for them. And it's especially overwhelming, I think, for parents who are raising children like this. Because you don't know how to help them sometimes or we don't know exactly what they're going through. We're on the end pushing them going, you've got to go to school, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. And they're on the other end just saying no, I don't want to do this and resisting it and it makes it tough as a parent because you are just trying to do what's best for your child and you may not understand what's going on with them. And how they're really feeling inside. And I know that for me, watching my children have panic attacks was awful because I wanted to be able to step in and do something. And I tried to step in and do something, and it got to where at least I could, it's all about, you know, diverting the attention. You know, telling them, hey, name five things right here, and it's like you're interrupting the brain, um, the, the firing of the... See, I'm not, I'm not a scientist, so forgive me if I have this wrong, but you're interrupting the neurons firing, so they're taking a different path, so they're not able to continue with that panic attack, basically. You're diverting that, and that's what you have to do But when you're in the middle of that and they're having a panic attack and, you know, it's like, what do I do to help them? For a lot of people, I think they take that as I'm a bad parent because my child's experiencing this, you know, and I've talked to people who have children who are like, you know, they just need to suck it up and they just need to get through it and they just need to, because we all had to do this. And I understand that logic. I do. Because, yeah, we were all raised in a generation where if you didn't want to go to school, tough, you had to. You had to stick it out. I remember feeling like I had to be bleeding out of my eyeballs for my mom to let me stay home from school. Because she knew, if she let me, that I would never want to go. Because it's much more fun to sit on the couch and watch reruns of your favorite shows and eat ice cream or whatever than to go to school. But the problem is that our kids in this generation aren't simply facing the normal things that we face going to school. There's so much more, and it's so much worse. And a lot of it, you know, social media has a lot to do with that. There's a lot more bullying going on, and there's a lot more depression and anxiety going on. And I do think that phones and social media, that does contribute to that. But I also know that this generation of children who are coming into this world are also different and they're here to raise the vibration. And so many of them have special gifts and so they're more sensitive to what's going on in this world. And, you know, look around, what's happening politically and in our society, it's upsetting. And I know for... My daughter, who is extremely sensitive and really wants to help save everyone and all of the animals, you know, she wanted to get animals who are born with special needs just because that's the kind heart that she has and wants to be the healer. To see what's going on in our society has to be extremely difficult for them. It's difficult for me, and I don't feel like I'm as sensitive as she is, so It's understandable why there's more anxiety and depression in teens lately. But the other issue is that we're not dealing with it as we should, and I don't think schools are dealing with it as they should. I think that like school counselors and social workers are very much overwhelmed. And what you're seeing is an increase in absences, an increase in behavior problems, and it's all related. It's all related. And, you know, I don't know exactly what the answer is. I think teaching mindfulness and teaching kids how to clear their energy and clear their space and to meditate and to tap, I think all of those things are very important. And I think that that's going to help kids a lot. But right now, that's just not even something that we do. You know, I mean, they may teach a little bit about character ed. But the mindfulness stuff, not so much. There's some schools who do, but I would say that it's definitely not enough. And maybe that's where we need to go. So if you are a parent to a child who, you know, it's just a little more challenging, I just want to give you the message that keep going. You're doing a great job and the universe sees that. You know, none of us have all of the answers and we weren't all equipped with the tools that we needed to get us where we need to go because of either how we were parented or that, you know, what we know isn't working. There's a lot of factors that go into it. But there are a lot of resources out there to help you too. So if you're interested in any of that, um, go online and look up Indigo and Crystal children and you know, maybe look at how to help them because it's, it can be overwhelming for them, for sure. You know, one of the things that um, that I do for some of my clients who have children, who are special needs is I give them clear quartz crystal and tell them, you know, to hold it and they put it by their bed at night and we ask Archangel Michael to come in and shield them and cut cords that aren't, you know, necessary for them and and just protect them throughout their day. But, you know, we need to start teaching children about energy and how to clear their energy and how to tap and to do all of those things. And one of the things that my, my mom and my sister and I are working on right now is we're working on possibly creating a mindfulness course for kids that would be, like, implemented from grade school all the way up to high school because I think it's something that is necessary also, <clears throat> if you'd like other tips, I um I know I've told you that I'm working on a book. Well, it is done and it's at the publisher and it is going to be um, released in January. So if that's something that you would be interested in finding out more about parenting tips, my book is all about how to survive and thrive after a divorce or breakup. I give helpful hints on how to move on and also how to parent with a co-parent with your ex. Um, believe me, I did not have the easiest easiest time because I didn't have the most cooperative co-parents. So if I can get through it and do it, so can you. And I give you some tips on how to do that. So Be looking out for my book in January. Of course, I will let you know when it's ready to be published. It will be available on Amazon. I'm really excited about it. Um, It's going to be called Beautifully Broken, and I'm very proud of it. Excited about all the things that are coming up for me, and I'm just so grateful for all of you for being there and listening and following me. I really appreciate it. But I want you all to know that you guys are doing okay. You're doing a good job. Keep it up. It's hard. It's difficult. You know, parenting is not easy. It's probably one of the hardest jobs you'll ever have. And those kiddos will pull at your heartstrings forever. But you know what? You have an important job. You have a very important job. And it's important that you take care of yourself as well because... Your children need you, and they need someone who's happy and healthy and whole. So be sure to fill your own cup and take care of yourself and know you're doing a good job. Alright guys, well I wanted to pull a card for you. So I pulled a card from the Archangel Oracle deck, and the card I pulled is Healthy Lifestyle, and it's Archangel Raphael. Eat Eat a healthful diet get adequate sleep, and exercise regularly for optimal health. So I think some of you who are out there listening may be ignoring your own health because you're too busy, and I get it. Especially as a parent, we run ourselves ragged. We try to burn our candles at both ends. We try to do everything for our kids and then try to do everything for ourselves, but it's hard to keep balance and to be healthy so this is saying for you to take time for yourself start eating healthier and I tell people all the time you don't have to do it like all at once you don't have to be like gung-ho I'm gonna cut everything out and just eat lettuce like that's not really what it's all about just start replacing things here and there maybe say you know what Uh, I drink soda every day I'm gonna stop drinking soda and I'm gonna replace soda with flavored water or You know what? I eat a lot of hamburger meat. I'm going to replace that with ground turkey. You know, just make little swaps here and there. They're very minute and little and they don't have to really be a big major thing. But though, if you start doing that little by little, it's going to add up to a lot of major things in your life because I know that's what happened with me. I started just doing all of these little things where I would start drinking more water. I started eating a little more protein, a little less carbs, uh, cutting out a little sugar, like this and that, just here and there. And I noticed that over time it's like, oh, you know what? Like I'm actually eating pretty healthy. So it doesn't have to be overnight. I'm going to throw everything out and start over. If you want to, great. But You don't have to do that. If you want to do things that are going to stick with you, that you can actually keep going with and doing, then I would say starting slowly and small is a great way to go and just one at a time start replacing things with healthier things. And exercise is so important, especially in the wintertime. You know, for those of you who live where it gets cold like I do, I miss being able to go outside in the sunshine and I feel very much drained and depleted when I don't have the sun. So for me, exercising is a way to get my mood elevated, to get those endorphins flowing through me. I always feel so much better when I do it. And you know, I'm the type of person that whenever I go to exercise, I'll gripe about it. For the first, you know, thinking about having to do it, I'll be like, I don't want to do this. Oh, this This stinks. I'll have that attitude sometimes. I'm human. But once I do it and I get through it, at the end, I'm always like, I feel so much better. I'm so glad I did this. And for me, it's all about finding people that I can work out to who are positive and who are fun. And there are a lot of great people on YouTube. I watch Rebecca Louise. I just do a YouTube search of her videos. Um, I also like to do Zumba so I like dancing and to me like when you're dancing it's like you're not even working out so it's fun to find things you can do and when you're at home if you can't necessarily get the dance move down or you can't keep up with it you can modify and you don't have to worry about anybody laughing at you so that's the great thing about working out at home too. And for me, it holds me accountable because I'm like, there's no excuse for me not to do it. I'm at home and this is where my gym is. So I need to get my rear end in gear and do it. And make sure, of course, you're getting lots of sleep too. We need rest. So if you haven't been sleeping lately, and I don't know about anybody else, but for some reason, the last couple of nights, sleep has been very elusive for me like i sleep but then i keep waking up in the middle of the night and again i think it has a lot to do with these energies that are going on but do a meditation before you go to bed to help you sleep because you deserve to get a full night's sleep and to be rested all right guys well i want to thank you for being with me today as always if you like my podcast please subscribe please share it with others that helps me to fulfill my mission to help as many people as possible. And right now, I have a contest going on on social media. I posted about my podcast. If you like that post and share it, I am going to draw a winner for a free coaching session with me. So if you want to win a free coaching session one-on-one with me, all you have to do is go to either Facebook or Instagram, find that post, share it, and like that post. And then I will draw people who have shared my post. I will draw a winner. So you have a week and you can share it as many times as you want. The more times you share it, the more chances you have to win. Because every time you share, I will put your name in the hat. And the person at the end of the week that I pick will win a free coaching session. I will contact you through social media to let you know that you won. And we will set it up and go from there. So what better way to start the new year than with a free coaching session? I love that. And don't forget to follow me on social media. I go live on Facebook at Mondays at 530 Central, and I do a free card reading. And I go not live. I am going to go live on Instagram. I just haven't done it yet, but I do upload videos to IGTV. So if you follow me on Instagram, you can see those videos, and it's a completely different reading, and it's usually just like a short little mini read. So check that out as well. Thank you so much for being with me today. I hope you guys have an amazing day filled with blessings. I will see you here tomorrow. Bye-bye.